0: cz media podcast is brought to you by rancho bravo tacos they make it really easy to get great tasting mexican food you can stop by any one of their three convenient locations capitol hill u district wallingford or you can order through uber eats caviar or chow now you can also text rbt to the number 474747 and you'll get deals on tacos burritos and more all of the information is in the show notes Hello, everybody. That's going to be the catchphrase of the year. Wow, I'm already asking you a question and you're sipping
1: your beer. Yep. Well, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you gave me a nice little soul here. So,
0: yeah. No, you enjoy it as I'm um, enjoying my
1: premium Mexican beer from a premium Mexican podcast.
0: I'm what they call cultured. So I drink wine.
1: I see. 14 hands.
0: 14 hands. Uh, I don't think I'm going to spotlight them this show. We should open up a competing
1: wine company called 15 hands. 15.
0: Or 13 and a half and say. uh, More efficient. We're more efficient, yes. We're more efficient. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to the show. Before I start, I want to encourage everyone to subscribe, like, share, comment on the show. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. So I'll just go ahead and say my buddy Travis is back. What up, Travis? What's up, everyone? You know, I'm going to start complaining right from the get-go. Apple has not liked my podcast. It's been very uncooperative in how it shows my episodes. And... I've had multiple nights where I'm up until three in the morning trying to figure out why doing different, you know, changing different things on how each podcast is uploaded in the settings, refreshing the RSS feed, emailing Apple support, emailing my podcast hosting service for support. And finally, finally, after, Four times of support, support of Apple support failures and four times of hosting support failures. But the last one was successful. I think I got it.
1: They're testing you. Doesn't
0: that just bug you when support people don't even look at what uh, what issues you're having and then just give you boilerplate boilerplate response <laughs> to stuff? Do better support. That's your job. Yeah. Is support. Well, anyway, so that I think is all resolved. So if you subscribe to us on iTunes, all of the episodes will appear correctly. You'll see the newest ones that uh, are published so you can keep up to date. So I would appreciate everyone subscribing on U- on iTunes or Stitcher. Stitcher is awesome. They've given me zero problems. Whatever their requirements are for uploading to stitcher they are far i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but they're far more lax than than apple they're very strict on exactly how things are submitted to them but follow us on itunes stitcher or travis just listen on the website i know a lot of
1: people that just listen on the website
0: and we'll talk about why i'm having travis back in just a second but just listen on the website there's a link I usually post a link on Facebook saying click here and you can just get right to it. Jump right into it without having to go to any of the other third party apps. Get right into it. Start listening. Uh, and we thank you. There's a nice donate button on there. Which is nice. Donate money. Like, I don't want a whole lot.
1: Just a, just a little bit.
0: Just a little bit. I mean, you may notice that Travis sounds amazing right now. And that's because I bought a new microphone. And, you know, I had to pay money for that. It would be nice. Click donate a buck, two bucks, five bucks. I will appreciate it all. Um, one other thing that I want to say, Travis, is did you listen to my last show? I've listened to part
1: of it. I've had some stuff come up. It worked recently. You know what? I don't want. I'm going to listen to the rest of it. Those sounds like excuses. They they are excuses. But I'm going to listen to the rest of it on the way home. Well, podcasts are perfect for the car ride, which is (laughs) why people should be subscribing to your podcast.
0: Would you rather just
1: be absolutely
0: infuriated at the person zigzagging, trying to avoid traffic with zero success, or would you rather just stay in your lane, chill, and be immersed? Yeah, you know, just listen to something fun. Yeah. Which is what we're gonna to do today. Like the the podcasts usually go for an hour. Like sometimes so our podcast went on for an hour and forty five minutes.
1: I like those. The, <laughs>
0: uh you could tell that we that I may have had a drink or two by the end of that. Really? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I I but I tend to keep the podcast about an hour. Easy to listen to. Mm-hmm. Super easy to listen to. So I'll say it again. Subscribe, like, share. Please email czmediapodcast at gmail.com. My last show, I had on the very lovely Ellen Many, who is a TV personality here from Seattle. She is an on-screen talent. Do you say that? On-screen talent?
1: That sounds good to me.
0: On-screen talent for King Five's Evening Magazine. I love that show.
1: Yeah. Did that, you know that I grew up in Chicago? I knew that a little bit. I, I know you're a big fan of uh, Michael Jordan. Love Michael Jordan. I can tell by the 60-plus uh, pairs of shoes that grace one of your rooms here. Yeah, and you know, you I haven't put that gotten out to the, the tour. I haven't got the full tour, but <laughs> I saw it on the way to your photography studio and as a uh, fellow, uh, fellow hooper, I, right. uh, yeah, I right, definitely noticed that. I would never
0: hoop in my shoes, though.
1: Yeah. Well, we got to work on that. You saved the real you, hooping to the garbage shoes. I think I think <laughs> you could have potentially a killer postgame. All you'd have to do is just use your size, just back it down, and well, then kick it out for a three. Well, I'll, I'll, I want to knock you down. No, you, you're going to be on my team. Oh, I want to knock yeah. the other guy down. Yeah, perfect. We need more bruisers. Have you noticed that with the NBA these days? There isn't enough old school bruising.
0: No, you're right. There's no Charles Oakleys. There's no Masons. There's no Bill Lambeers. Yeah. There aren't any of those guys anymore. Exactly. You have namby pambies like LeBron James who need to be carried off because of cramps.
1: I, I, I can't ever forget the time when Jim McIlvain and Dennis Rodman were thrown down in the NBA finals when I was a kid. Right. in 96? Oh, my goodness like that was that was like the heyday for me with basketball. That was probably the last good season. Well,
0: 98 for, was the last good season.
1: You know, in I the actually NBA. I feel for a lot of people that are now old enough to drink that they don't have a local Seattle NBA team to follow. Yeah. And it's a it's interesting to see the teams they choose to follow because of that yeah interesting and they're not the the can, uh, oklahoma thunder n- usually not
0: you n- know i watched a little bit of the 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 thunder game today oh did you a little bit i like russell westbrook he's all right
1: oh he's an amazing talent yeah Did you see the meme of his uh his baby that he had no his baby looks like a baby version of him and the meme is like <laughs> russell westbrook's baby looks like it just dunked on two other babies <laughs>
0: that's funny <laughs> Jumped over two cribs.
1: It's like angry for being born. That's
0: funny. He does
1: have he, he. has like
0: a pit bull face.
1: Yeah, he is a he's a he's he gets after it, man. I right. totally respect it. He actually has an old school game. He really does. Yeah. Where's he from? Uh, he well, he went to UCLA, so he played there. And well, I remember. I him don't being,
0: think he's from California though.
1: I, I don't know where he's from, but I just remember he played for UCLA, and I remember when he was being drafted. Like, yeah, he's pretty good. I remember him being pretty good in college, but man, he is, uh, it would have been nice to see him in a Sonics jersey, that's for sure. So yeah, man, I just, uh, I definitely miss the NBA. I hope it comes back to Seattle and uh, there's a whole generation of basketball fans that are missing out on what it's like to follow a local NBA team, man. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah,
0: I mean, our kids are dumb anyways. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, the thing is, is I, I got to give it to a lot of people that they've been able to actually latch on to other teams because the thing is, is the NBA is super popular. Yeah, and it's it has that well, mass it, appeal. Though, really, it, it is, man. It just it has that. It but how grabs many people?
0: How many people do you think they lost? Like me?
1: Uh that's that's tough to say, man. That's there's a there's like that's like a complicated equation that we'd have to draw it on your. Uh, nice little whiteboard over there. <laughs> Blackboard.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's empty at the moment because I've got nothing to do.
1: Well, maybe we should figure out an equation for why people don't follow the NBA in certain places. I mean, well, yeah, I'm
0: super that. curious. Yeah. Because the it's just not fun. Like, I really don't see how someone could watch an NBA game and think I'm having
1: fun. It's a lot of fun to drain, like, a 35-footer on somebody, but it's not that much fun to watch someone do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean that's the first
0: thing. I again, like you said, I'm from Chicago. Phil Jackson, the three, the, the what? What did he call it? Oh, the triangle offense. The triangle yeah. offense. There was no room. There was very little room for three pointers in the three in the triangle in the triangle. Unless you were uh, Steve Kerr or John Paxton. and that was towards the end and very few. Mm-hmm. And Phil Jackson actually, he was not a big fan of. Three pointers as a as as a go to for a normal
1: play. I just uh, well, it's just interesting don't like because it. like when you actually go back and watch some of the YouTube of some of the finals from the late nineties, and a lot of it kind of comes across as sloppy play. It can even be hard to watch in comparison to, to get today's game because you have a lot of. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, I feel like the athletes of today are they exceed the athletes of the late 90s and even before that. Physically. Physically. Yeah, yeah, you have Giannis Antetokounmpo that, like I was telling you earlier today, it looks like he's taking three steps from the three-point line and dunking it on someone's face. Yeah. Like that's – I haven't seen that before. I mean, it's crazy. But, I mean, you still had crazy talents. Well, but,
0: Travis, the reason he can do that is because there's no defense in the paint. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they'll call. You can take four steps and they won't call travel. No either. one's going to. Yeah, that's why. Because there isn't a Rodman. There isn't an Oakley. There isn't a Lambier. And I'm, I mean, I'm going way back to the
1: late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. I, who was the last good defender? Like Pippen? Well, there's been there's been some decent good defenders. Like Kawhi Leonard's a pretty good defender. For uh, San Antonio? He plays for Toronto now. But he was for San Antonio? He was for San Antonio. He was a really good all-around player. Yeah. He was you know for a whole year. I like year. that
0: dude because... They I don't know if this is still the case, but he signed Like he was really he like he's one of the best, right?
1: Yeah, he, he's one of
0: the really good players. He, he took a year off and got. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: And there were a bunch of uh reports of how nice of a guy he is. And like one of the reports said is that money doesn't faze him, you know, h- however many years still in the league and he still drives his 89 Chevy Blazer. <laughs> like he's not at all. He's not a, a douchebag at all. That's why I like that dude. And I'll follow. But actually, right now, I don't know anyone who plays in any team. Okay. Other than the dudes that are, like, you know, super popular. Well, I, I
1: could I could tell when you were asking me last time if they were, if they were in the playoffs. Right. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, do you think when the playoffs start, you'll actually watch? No. Probably not. What about the uh, NCAA tournament? Do you watch that at all? I know even less about basketball. You know less? Okay. I
0: have this whole political opinion about college sports. They shouldn't exist. That's a bold statement. They should be its own league where the players get paid, but it shouldn't be scholarship. Uh, it shouldn't be tied to scholarships. And uh, student athletes, there's, there shouldn't be student athletes. It's like you don't go to school to play basketball. You go to school to learn. hmm and if you aren't good enough on grades alone, then there should be another avenue well, and it's, for you to go to.
1: I'll take that a step further for a second. I mean, a lot of these guys, they have their likeness that's used in video games. Sure.
0: Well, no, the that's how schools get their money is
1: by. And these guys don't see anything. And then if they get hurt, then you know, they don't and care. And they're done. Yeah. And they're bagging groceries. <clears throat> And they're going home and playing yeah. video games with their likeness and not seeing any of it. Exactly. And so, that's 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 a that's a definite problem. So
0: colleges colleges should fund their own, I don't know, whatever you want to call it,
1: their own league. Well, they have enough money, they should definitely give these guys a piece of the pie. Especially if they're gonna have a right. requirement but that they go zero scholarships. To, zero scholarships. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess <clears throat> it, it just depends. I mean, like, I think each school is different. Uh, some schools are they hearken a little bit more to uh focusing on education. Right. And some of them have amazing student athletes. I don't want to take away from any of those.
0: No, 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 no. But, but don't uh you don't be you can't say that uh they're a student with the premise of when they maybe have, I'm saying it when they the have other three people taking their notes and then two people taking their tests. No, they like if you are that gifted, then if you're that gifted where you have a talent that can be monetized, which the colleges are, uh-huh. you, it shouldn't be under the guise of you getting a scholarship to go to this school. like Because that scholarship may have been able to go to someone who actually wants to learn versus just wants
1: to play. And so what you're saying is instead of giving them the scholarship, give them money? Set up a different avenue where the – its own league.
0: Like the college league funded by colleges, mm-hmm. where they pay
1: college players, and then they're essentially like a minor league system sure. for the pros. They're a farm together. whatever you want to call it. In, in the NFL and in the NBA, that is absolutely the case. Actually, less so in the NBA. In the NBA, you could even uh, up until recently, you could just go straight from high school to the to the NBA. Yeah, but, but what, they they stopped doing that because there were so many flameouts, like Robert Swift. Do you yeah. remember him? I know the name. The last
0: one that the flame out that I remember is this, uh, the one that Jordan, this was a long time ago.
1: Jermaine O'Neal. Oh, Jermaine O'Neal. Okay. Yeah. He played for the Trailblazers. But- Super mega hype around him.
0: Yeah, did nothing. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly.
1: Yeah, I mean he he was he was like decent enough, but For he was like never half a season. He was never more than like a league average yeah. player. Which, I mean
0: the fact that I even bring up Jermaine O'Neill shows of how disconnected I am from
1: this. that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but it shows you once we're interested in basketball, but you're not anymore. Not anymore. We no. need to fix that. No, I mean I'm not. I'm there, not. I'm there's no, really. no player right now. <sighs> When Kobe, uh, I'll tell you that. You mean you don't like to watch James Harden take four steps and then complain about not getting fouled? He, and, oh, God. <laughs> Did I just piss you off? And the fact that he plays zero defense? There's, there's a few teams that I actually like to watch. I like to watch uh, the San Antonio Spurs. I like to watch the Utah Jazz. I also like to watch the Warriors because they, I mean, they, they play the game like crazy good because they're probably the best team ever assembled.
0: Right but now? I like,
1: like this season? Uh, just in recent memory. They just really? have they are. Have they even made the playoffs? The Warriors? You really no, haven't. No. Oh, been? I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you
0: meant Trailblazer for some reason. No, I no, heard no.
1: No, no. The trail the Trailblazers are also pretty good. They have Damian Lillard and uh they have they've have a good supporting cast of characters. But they're you know, the Trailblazers, they always have trouble kind of getting over the hump. You know, that's a
0: good conversation to have is the how many games did the did the Warriors win a couple years ago?
1: I, I actually don't have those stats, but
0: it was a lot. So the Bulls had the—I think they won like 74. They were like 74-2. and two.
1: Yeah, I thought the Warriors—didn't they come close to breaking that? Somebody listening no, 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 to this no. podcast I think that's what they is going be like, you guys are No, idiots. the Bulls
0: had the, the 90, 91, 92, 93—
1: well, like the '95 Bulls. It was the '96 Bulls. I think they the ones that beat the Sonics in the the finals. Those that was one of the best teams ever yeah, assembled. They
0: were seventy two and ten.
1: Yeah, and then the Warriors came along. I think they were a couple years ago
0: four and eight. Yeah,
1: their their uh, their year that they won that that that. that title. would be a good
0: uh, if you could put that in a video game. The '96, if if it is '96, which I'm not sure. The '96 Bulls and yeah, that a Warriors team. I think the Bulls would win anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm not about to look this up. We don't really have uh, have the Mexican Jamie. We don't have Jaime in the room. You know, we should get one. We need Jaime. We need to go find him. We need Dan. 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 Oh, you think Dan would be down to look up basketball stats for this?
0: Like, we should somehow make this podcast just live to him so he can see from his studio. (laughs) And he'll be our researcher. I know. Or my wife. I need to incorporate Lori into this. We have to record well, one. am just her. I'm
1: powered by her herself well, right now. So this
0: this whole segment leads to the spotlight for today's show. Cause, okay. Because at first uh I don't I forget how I started this. Oh I started this about evening five. Yeah. And how I evening, love that show. It's all about Seattle. Evening magazine. Evening magazine. Yeah. And I had on the very lovely Ellen meni on my last show and she's a tv she's a seattle tv personality and a writer and i greatly admire writers there are a few uh talents that i wish i had one of them was one of them is uh dancing i wish i could dance
1: yeah i i'm with you there man do you don't dance I have. To, it has to be the right situation. I have been known to uh, to definitely dance. <laughs> I, I've, I've, uh, at a I've, wedding, I've got some uh, at a wedding. Also <laughs> at a, uh, I went to a work thing in San Diego where there's a video of me like wearing a backpack and dancing with like three on girls. YouTube. It's not on YouTube. It's like on a hard drive. Did somewhere. you do a ba- backflip? I just know that they gave me some drink tickets. Right. And then I ran out of drink tickets. And then some people I met at the conference gave me more drink tickets, and then there's dancing. Okay. And then I didn't have to drive. I just had to uh, take a, like a, it was in San Diego, so they just had those little bicycles from people from, like, Eastern Europe that just bike you around. Right, like a rickshaw? Yeah. Those dudes are crazy, man. Like, I remember sitting in the back of one of those, and they're, like, making some hard left turn in the middle of downtown San Diego, and they're just, like, barefoot. Well,
0: I mean, what's the worst thing that's going to happen to you? It's San Diego.
1: Yeah, I mean if if you're gonna go, you might as well go when it's like a nice seventy degrees, no humidity, and you don't even know what season it is because oh, it's like that every freaking day. I know, I want that right now. Yeah, well we're I, getting closer. It's supposed to be seventy degrees no. in Seattle on uh on Monday.
0: No, I'll get to this in a second. Hold on.
1: All right. We got he, Jaime looking. Helen
0: Helen's <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ellen Helen.
0: Ellen is going to want to hear this. So Ellen is a writer. And the spotlight for today's show is let let me paint you a picture here, Travis. You're driving down the road, you see a sign for Hotel Storm Cove. Okay. You pull in to Hotel Storm Cove, and it is, it's a, it's, it's a, uh, what, what are those where the room doors are on the outside? A motel?
1: Uh, uh, that's Yeah, that's a motel. It's a motel. Those are usually the start of some cheesy horror flick, but yeah. And you see <laughs> all different, you see 10
0: different types of cars. Okay. What is going on in each of these rooms?
1: Yeah, that's uh, that sounds like the start of a TV show.
0: What Athis Arts has done is they've compiled a bunch of short stories that all take place at Hotel Storm Cove and are told by different writers, different perspectives, different stories. And our friend Ellen Meny wrote one of those. Awesome. And it's being published. Awesome. Will there be murder? Will there be alien abductions? Will there be kidnappings? We don't know. Hmm. The book right now is available for pre-order. Go to to Ellen's website, which will be in the show notes. Pre-order this book. Support a local Seattle writer and find out what's her take on this.
1: Yeah, that sounds, I'm going to have to listen to her podcast to get a better idea of what I think might happen.
0: Yeah, because it will, the type of writing that she likes to do, it's a mix of fantasy, a mix of horror, because she mentioned on the podcast writing a short story about a uh, witch burying her boyfriend oh. in the ground to teach him a lesson so <laughs> that he could get better. Okay. Which is why I photoshopped uh, uh, her face and my face on two witches in a cemetery. I was cemetery. wondering about
1: that. Okay,
0: so you'll have to actually listen to the episode to get context on that. Okay, but what's going to happen at this hotel?
1: Well, that's a good guess, man. I think we need to pre—you need to pre-order this book. Yeah, because we're not going to spoil it for you on this well, podcast. Well, I don't know. I asked
0: her for a uh, sneak peek, and she said no.
1: I was going to say we're not going to spoil it because we
0: literally don't know. Yeah, because I literally don't know. But I've uh, I pre-ordered it, so I strongly encourage everyone to pre-order it. It's a good way to support a local writer. This show is all about Seattle. I have freaking uh, a space needle, a Space Needle on my glasses in the logo because I want this to be all about Seattle. So please... Click the link for Ellen's page so you can pre-order this book and then find out what goes on. I'm super curious. Well, anyway, let's move on. I decided, well, I didn't decide. Travis demanded he come back on. Yes. I had a lot of fun the last time I was here. We've gotten the most feedback, the most response from the last show that we did
1: yeah and you know what
0: travis to be perfectly honest i don't remember a whole lot
1: (laughs) (laughs) i remember it it was excellent yeah no it was uh we 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 hit a lot of topics we went on a lot of tangents and just so the listeners know like even before we record these podcasts i have conversations with carlos and Lori. Lori made me some amazing soup and i know that that Carlos is going to have some after the show, but we have a lot of really interesting topics where a lot of the times I'm like, man, I wish we could just record this, but that's fine because, because we're recording now, but we enjoy talking. So that is the, well, I think we
0: just need to hang out more. Yeah. Because I think that if we hang out more when we're in these normal situations and we're going to, we're going to get to a really interesting topic, I think that we're gonna be able to look at each other and it's like, should we just wait? Mm-hmm. Like we'll just wait and to talk about it later. Sure, sure. So we'll we'll develop that balance of not uh, show-worthy content <laughs> versus just regular old minutia that people talk about when they get together. But, but we, we had lots of feedback from your past show, which was only a couple of shows ago. Yeah, that was just a few weeks ago. It was not that long ago, and when I went back and looked at the analytics, I'm like, "Holy cow! There is a definite spike mm-hmm. in spiking this." So it's like, you know what? If that works, let's bring Travis back. And the best thing about our uh, what we're going to talk about right now, you want to know what that is, Travis? enlighten me i have no idea what we're going to talk about
1: yeah i have a i have an idea you have ideas yeah i do all right well i know
0: anything about the things that you want to talk about
1: yeah I, i think you might know some of the stuff but i'm really actually interested in hearing some of your reactions all right because we kind of touched on we we touched on a lot of topics and i think originally we were hoping to talk about you know we were talking about youtube conspiracy theories we were talking about some of the ethics that it requires to to look at YouTube and to understand what videos have credence, what ones don't. Right. And we also wanted to look into UFOs and aliens and things like that. But I think before you actually understand what what it takes to evaluate, oh, are we being visited? You kind of have to take a step back and you have to kind of understand, like, what are we doing as humans right now to search for alien life? Right. And a lot of that comes into... What do we think about alien life? And let me throw this at you real quick, because in college, when I I took a lot of astronomy classes, because, uh, you know, as I said on the last podcast, it's something that I'm super, super interested in. Well, one of the things that professors said a lot was that we need to be able to search for life as and look for life as we know it, how it exists on Earth but I've always thought about that as being very short-sighted. Like so,
0: looking for dogs or humans.
1: Sure. A- anything that exists here, you know, have you ever noticed uh, in science fiction with aliens that we kind of take our idea of aliens and we add either like a humanoid aspect to it or that we make them like reptilians or insectoids or whatever that word is. Right. <laughs> yeah. I might've but butchered with, that. But,
0: but it's it, still with the human, uh,
1: it just, just kind of like a twist a, to it, a human twist to it, right? And it, actually, if you look at life here on Earth, we have millions and millions of life forms that have existed throughout the history of the planet. In fact, there's been global cat- cataclysms uh, in the past uh, via asteroid impacts or global freezes, where up to ninety five percent of the Earth's population of creatures has been extinct, and then evolution has taken play again and created millions of more creatures. And you see all different kinds of life that has emerged. But even with that, I still think we are being very short-sighted. So uh, l- let me just give you like a quick example of how life can be a lot different on Earth than what we experience as humans. So right. I was at a uh, a, friend's, a friend's timeshare in Palm Springs, California. His family's super rich. And they had a uh, this timeshare on PGA West. And uh, we went there in the summer. It was like 110, 120 degrees out. We would go in the pool, swim around, and then we would get out and walk on the seventh hole of the Jack Nicklaus course and just chip. We would just grab balls and just chip golf balls onto the green and whatever. And uh, there was one day where I was standing on this little like grassy hill, and I teed up a I teed up a little, uh, or not, not teed up, but I put a golf ball down on top of the hill, and I was just chipping, and I hit down and I hit my shot, and it was just a normal golf shot. Where is this? This is in Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Palm Springs. So never been there. Yeah, it was like 110, 120 degrees in like the summer. Yeah, but Lori goes there with one of her girlfriends, but they never invite me. Oh, you need to get down there, man. It's a nice place. But what I was going to tell you though is when I when I was hitting my shot, right, my left leg felt like it was caught on fire. Okay. Your left leg. My left leg.
0: Why wide, wide I, left.
1: Well, I looked down. Right. And my whole left leg is covered in red ants. A- ants. I was standing on an anthill. Uh when I hit my shot, I must have I must have disturbed their home or something and then the uh You haven't lived if you haven't gotten uh, eaten by ants. Yeah, but what I was going to say is their whole colony attacked my leg and then the queen like released some pheromone and all these tiny little creatures acted together as a larger organism right. to try to kill me. Luckily I had a pool like fifteen feet away and I could just dump jump in and then kill their whole uh their whole family with some chlorine. So I was a murderer that day. But yeah, anyways, but what I was gonna say though well, is
0: but you have little sympathy for me because <laughs> I've actually rolled around on the ground. <laughs> Onto a red ant hill, and have <laughs> <laughs> had that all over my body. That's. A, <laughs>
1: I didn't know we were going to go into this. <laughs> in Texas. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, my in, in Texas, my family the the family that I visited had a huge uh, backyard, where I was just a kid he would just go and play, and roll around on the ground, just playing. Yeah. And then feeling something warm, thinking, oh, what is that? And then my cousin saying, get up and take yeah, your it's clothes like a, off.
1: It's like a warm sensation. It's weird. It's yeah. like, it's like, I know it's 110 degrees, but this feels hotter than that. Yeah,
0: they got, you know, they get really mad when you destroy their home.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I mean, going back to kind of what I was what I was leading up to is like it's just an example of a consciousness of a being that is just way different than humans. And I know we exist in society, and we accomplish things as a society. And so you can compare it in that respect. But what I wanted to kind of bring this around to is what we're doing right now uh, to search for alien life. And there's a lot of things we're doing. Is research. it still SETI? SETI is one of those things. But SETI's kind of an archaic way of searching for... Is uh, it? It is, because you're looking for... <gasps> I know... I dedicated it to... So,
0: uh, in the studio here, we have a PS3. Mm-hmm. This is an original PS3 when they very first came out. Okay. Which was, I don't know. How were I you
1: helping? Were you searching for alien life? Yeah.
0: Home? they The PS3 had an, uh, an app, I guess you can call it. Okay. Where you would create an account, log in to SETI, and you could use the computing power of your PS3 to help them.
1: Well, that's pretty Do whatever it is that they needed to do. Yeah, I'm not going to say SETI is worthless because it's not. They absolutely have a place in this whole, or they have a piece in this whole puzzle. But the thing I will say is that searching for radio signals is one aspect. That's assuming that another alien species is using radio as well, using radio telescopes. It's just a... Well, why wouldn't they? Well, because if you think about it, we're already, how much are we using radio now? We're using it a little bit. But the, th- the thing is, is like, we've only been using radio for how long? Not very long. In the grand scheme of things. Like
0: uh, 80 years?
1: Yeah. The universe has been around for 15 well, billion right, years. But the way the radio
0: waves travel, they take forever to get to wherever it is. Right. So then eventually you would think that some come back.
1: Yeah. So, but that's assuming that another species is going to try to communicate with with radio waves. It might be more efficient to look for something like lasers. But that's a uh, how can you look for a laser in space? Well, that's a that's a good. That is question. the
0: universal needle in a haystack.
1: There's actually other ways that. So, there's. Have you ever heard a tabby star before? No. This tell me be, about it. This might actually be a, a better way to search. So, tabby star. So let me back up for a second. So one of the ways that we've been searching for extrasolar planets, so an extrasolar planet is a planet that exists around a star that is not our own. And the way that we actually look for those is with the Kepler telescope, and we look for dimming that comes from that star. And so typically, if we want to find a planet around a star that's, say, like 20 light years away, Mm. there might be like a 1% dip in the dimming of the star. So our telescopes are that sensitive that they can see that right. Tabby star has a dip of 25%, which is absurd. And so some scientists and speculators have actually thought that there might be a Dyson sphere around one of these star around Tabby star.
0: I don't know what any of that is.
1: So what a Dyson sphere is, so Michio Kaku is that a, vacuum cleaner? Yeah. <laughs> a Dyson sphere is an alien megastructure by Ooh. an advanced alien civilization that has been around its star for a while it's struggling for resources and it's this big sphere that's around its star to absorb a lot of the power that mm. exit that that uh, is uh expunged by that particular star
0: so they're like a power net
1: it, sure yeah but, but basically i mean kind of occam's razor the simplest explanation is a lot of the times, the right one. Yeah, mega alien structure. Mega alien... Oh, sure, that's not the simplest one, but the... <laughs> I mean, the, the simplest explanation is that there's just a lot of interstellar dust and comets and things like that. There's still a lot of debate on what's happening at Tabby Star. So anybody that's listening to this podcast can Google Tabby Star to kind of learn more about a lot of the, the arguments that go into this because I'm not going to be able to cover all of it. But uh, Tabby Star is basically one of these frontiers for looking for alien life in another star system so yeah it's it, dyson spheres is something that's been talked about by michio kaku how many notes am i gonna have to
0: put in the show notes
1: you're gonna this? this is gonna be like an s are you yeah this is gonna, are be, you gonna provide these notes I'm, I'm, yeah, these I'm, links sure absolutely so <laughs> so uh <laughs> and if well if, hold on so if,
0: what is on these things so uh, what do you think is on these things? What's what do you mean by on these things? Like so, um, these but, giant alien megastructures.
1: So these are the Dyson spheres is like a hypothetical structure. So the uh, there's something called the there's something called the Kardashev scale, and the Kardashev scale is the advancement of a civilization. So bear with me for a second. Sure. So right you now you have the floor, sir. Okay, perfect. So, right now, humans have mastered, we haven't even mastered the Earth. We're not even a planetary species yet. We're no, close.
0: No, they don't know what the ocean is. Well,
1: yeah, exactly. We can't even, yeah, exactly. So, but There's mermaids. A, so, a type one civilization, also called a planetary civilization, can use and store all the energy available on its planet. So, we're not even there. A type two civilization is also called a stellar civilization. And so that civilization can harness the total energy of its planet's parent star, and basically that would be like a Dyson sphere. So it's being able to control your solar system. So you remember I was telling you about that, sh- that show, The Expanse? Yeah, yeah. Where, on and, Amazon yeah on Amazon we're gonna plug sponsor Amazon. Amazon yes yeah Amazon sponsor the show but uh, that show kind of s- uh, takes place like a couple hundred years in the future where humans have explored the solar system and and uh, and have set up colonies on various planets and there's all sorts of political things that happen it's a good show mm. they they're not even a type 2 civilization they they're still trying to be that what is, would
0: you, everything that you're saying now, is this something that they would talk about on Ancient Aliens?
1: No, because Ancient Aliens talks about the past. And we were never a Type 1 civilization in the past, as far as we know. Unless, <clears throat> So
0: remind me what a Type 1 civilization is. So
1: a Type 1 civilization... A planetary civilization that can use and store all of its energy available on the planet. So, so that is us right now. So we're like, for example, we're we're messing with controlling the weather. So imagine we get advanced enough to where we see a hurricane Katrina coming hmm. and we're like, Yeah, I don't think so. We're gonna divert you into the ocean. So it's being able to control the environment on so your planet what for is, your well being. What level is that? That's just a type one civilization. So we're not even there yet. No, we're not. No. okay. We are babies. We're like, the way I look at humans... But it, this is all
0: hypothetical, correct?
1: Sure, it's all hypothetical. But you got to look at things in the grand scheme. So the, the universe has been around for 15 billion years. Right. Okay? Our solar system has only been around for 4.5 billion years. All right? So you could imagine that there are plenty of stars that are like ours, that have the heavier elements that could help to build life, that could potentially be billions of years older than ours. And the universe is a very big place. I'm not saying that we're going to be able to find these things easily, but it's not out of the question that somewhere in the universe, there could be a civilization that is far more advanced than ours that could actually build one of these Dyson spheres. So wouldn't
0: those be the same civilizations that uh, built the pyramids? It could, it could. And they are just coming back later.
1: I mean, you just never know. I mean, because I'm not going to sit here as a, uh, as a, as a human in 2019 and act like I've, I've got the universe figured out. Right. (laughs) But I think I have a good perspective at least on, what we are and what we aren't
0: i'm not smart enough to understand any of this that's all right i'm barely wrapping my head around the apollo 11 mission where that movie just came out
1: yeah i I actually that's that's pretty did you see that yet i have seen it apollo no, no, no 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 the the new one the one with neil neil armstrong
0: Well, uh, like they did, like this whole IMAX thing. You
1: know what? They just did like a bunch of movies about Apollo Eleven. So I'm confused. I know, obviously, Apollo Thirteen. We've seen that with Tom Hanks. Yeah. No, no, no. This was Apollo Eleven. I haven't seen Apollo Eleven. We should go watch it. Okay, I'd be down to see that. But I I saw they're showing it in Bellevue. Are they? Because they just did the one with Neil Armstrong. Like uh, that one's no with with actual Neil Armstrong or with no it was Ryan Gosling. No,
0: that's First Man. Yeah, but that's, what I'm, uh, talk- that's what I'm talking about. we
1: boycotted that one. Oh, really? Why is that?
0: Because what was the uh, one of the most
1: iconic pictures of that whole well, thing? Well, for me, it's one small step for man. Well, yeah, then what did he do? I was sh- waiting the whole movie to hear that. But what
0: did he do shortly thereafter? He just, I, I don't know, to enlighten me. He planted an American flag on the moon.
1: Oh, you don't like that?
0: Well, first man uh, left that out. Oh. That's why I didn't watch it. Interesting. Huh. Like that was. That is I mean, um, I mean, that's a that's a key moment. That is a key. Yeah, absolutely. That is one of the most iconic pictures of all time. And this filmmaker didn't want to insult any other country. Does it? So he left it out.
1: Does it blow your mind that we're recording a podcast on equipment that is more powerful than that mission that went to the moon?
0: Well, no. What is <laughs> mind-boggling is that the computer in my car, uh-huh. in my ten-year-old car, yeah, is exponentially more powerful oh, sure. than the computer that
1: was. On I know. The, thing. <laughs> <laughs> the computer in my headphones is even more powerful. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The the in two thousand two my cars uh, from two thousand eight. Its computer is mega times more powerful than the the computing power that they had for that you know whole what's, mission. You know
1: what's crazy though is <clears throat> we are doing crazy stuff like that right now, and a lot of the times it goes unnoticed. The New Horizons mission going to Pluto, right. and then and and then going to Ultima Thule. Is it still it's still going there? It's right? It's still going there. So they did the flyby Pluto. I mean, you're talking about sending a, a craft out there at an, immense speeds to do a flyby and to take high resolution pictures with advanced instruments and then redirecting that same craft to go to an object that is infinitely smaller than Pluto and getting a a picture of the building blocks of the solar system because the objects that are in the Kuiper belt. Mm. So the Kuiper belt is uh, kind of the remnants of the building blocks of the solar system that right. exist on the outside. So right. we're kind of getting to see like a snapshot of like history. the space
0: dust from the Big Bang.
1: Yeah, it's not really that interesting when you actually see the pictures, but what's interesting is the well, fact that we can do it. How far away it is. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That I'll, is nuts. I'll take you I'll take you one step further. Have you ever heard of the Starshot pro uh I'm sorry, the Starshot uh, project? No. So the Starshot project is actually really interesting. So that was announced by Uh, venture capitalist Yuri Milner, Stephen Hawking, rest in peace. Rest in peace. And Mark Zuckerberg, among others.
0: Mark Zuckerberg?
1: Yeah. So what they are doing, this is really interesting, and this is something that you're going to want to pay attention to. So they're sending a very small, lightweight, solar-style sail uh, spacecraft to Alpha Centauri, which is the nearest star system. It's actually a triple star system. So we have a a single star for our solar system. Mm. A lot of the The stars— The sun to to
0: the uh laymans out there.
1: Yeah. So Alpha Centauri... <laughs> yeah, I know. So Alpha Centauri I is felt,
0: I felt pretty smart there, actually. No, you
1: you're you're helping translate some of this stuff. But uh so Alpha Centauri is uh it's about four light years away. So it takes four years to get there at the speed of light. We can't do that. Right. But we actually have the ability to potentially go at fifteen to twenty percent of the speed of light, and so the idea is is to take this nanocraft. It involves a multi-kilometer phased array of beam-steerable lasers Jeez with a Louise. with a combined power output of up to a hundred gigawatts. What's and a
0: na- what do you call it? Nanocraft.
1: It's just a very small like solar sail. So we think in, in like how small? Like like I'm talking about something that can fit on this table like like real small
0: like okay. this
1: tiny little like t v dinner tray, okay it's a small little thing, so like eight by ten and, yeah, and so it's it's basically it's it's uh navigated by an array of beam steerable lasers with a combined power output of up to a hundred gigawatts
0: on this little tiny thing
1: it's on this tiny little thing and it'll kind of gain speed so the That's idea like a
0: lightsaber
1: is, <laughs> it is. But what's cool about it is imagine being able to witness this spacecraft in your lifetime going to the nearest star system. It can get there in about 20 years, but it will be added time. They actually have some plans to even slow it down. Because if you imagine going 15 to 20% the speed of light, having to slow that thing down and actually orbit it around... Uh, Proxima Centauri, which which is the, one of the stars. Mm. So Proxima Centauri B is an Earth-sized planet in the habitable habitals Zone that uh, scientists are very interested in looking at. So it'll be interesting to see if they actually try to take this craft there and orbit it, or if they just do a Pluto-style flyby. But it's going to be something that if we're alive, I hope we're alive when this happens, like... I just never imagined that we would be able to see humans travel to the nearest star system, aside from like Star Wars or Star Trek or something. Well,
0: but this isn't humans. This is a.
1: Well, this is a craft.
0: A craft. Yeah. And then it's you about have humans sending something. But then you the also
1: have though. to imagine you're sending that information back, which is also going to take at least four years because of light speed.
0: Is that uh, 4G?
1: <laughs> it's gonna better be better than that. <laughs> so yeah, five G. It's <clears throat> we're we're doing a lot to to kind of search for alien life, and that that's just like one of the far reaching <laughs> projects. There's actually some projects closer to home that NASA has queued up, like searching. Have you ever heard of Europa? Do you know what that is? That's a movie. It it is a movie. It's a great movie, and yeah. that's actually half the battle because they kind of cover it, but. Europa and there's a moon called Enceladus around Saturn. Europa is a moon around Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Both of these, uh, both of these moons have underwater oceans, and uh, they underwater oceans. I'm sorry, under under ice oceans. Okay, yeah, I just confused the the hell out of you there, but uh, that's my fault. But uh, I was gonna say uh, in the 2020s, there's the Europa Clipper that basically is gonna have ground penetrating radar that's gonna be able to search, kind of like because there's the ice, ice, right? There's ice everywhere. Yeah, but so, you know, Jupiter is a, uh, a gas giant, and Europa is the second moon. And there's there's a ton of moons around Jupiter. There's like almost 100. Uh, so basically, there's a lot of gravitational uh, forces pulling on Europa from Jupiter and then the nearby moons. And there's it creates a lot of internal heat. And so what that has created is kind of this underwater ocean that uh, scientists theorized there could potentially be the environments for life.
0: That was wine pouring. Yeah, I could hear that. Was wondering.
1: Yeah. Well, when you're talking about alien life and m- under, under uh, ice uh, oceans on moons... It you, helps need, to, you need a little lubrication. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. But, Travis,
0: <clears throat> I'm still thinking all yeah. of this stuff... Why can't we build a, a submarine that can withstand the pressures of deep sea and then send people down? Even because Are you talking about on
1: Earth or on, on Earth? Earth? Okay. Yeah, because they're thinking about doing that on Europa, too.
0: No, I want, you to, want to go here. to the Marianas Trench.
1: We need to get you in touch with James Cameron because he does that stuff.
0: I want to go deeper than the Marianas Trench like they did in Megalodon. Mm-hmm and then disrupt this thermal layer
1: <laughs> so that megalodons can come up. Yeah, it's true we really don't know a lot about the uh, the surfaces of yeah. our Yeah. Uh, and then I screen. want
0: this megalodon to go to like the beaches of Ibiza or all these douchebag beaches and then just eat all of those douchebags that are there.
1: That'd be pretty sweet. You know, it's like have, why can't we do that? Have you have you I don't know. I'm not sure, but have have you seen like it seems like once every couple of weeks there's always this article about some unknown creature that washes up on some shore yeah
0: or some japanese fisherman that catches some weird fish that they thought was extinct for ten thousand years
1: yeah the other thing i will say is like as much as as much fun as it is to think about alien life it you know at some other star system or even in our solar system we need to figure out how to uh, control our oceans when it comes to pollution uh i mean because our oceans are the lifeblood of this planet and uh, we're destroying them. The coral reefs are dying. It's not good. Uh, you should I check out. not go that far. You should check out the uh, uh, Syl- Sylvia Earle. Uh, mm. She's got a documentary on Netflix. Yeah, that kind of touches on some of this stuff. It's uh,
0: well the the problem. The problem with all of these things is that uh, coral reefs are decreasing in some places, but they're thriving in others, and they don't take account where they are thriving. Because there are man-made coral reefs.
1: Well, one thing that Sylvia Earle has done is she's created these things called hope spots, which are like, mm. like the national park system for oceans where yeah. there's been huge uh, decreases in coral. Because decreases in coral have also seen a decrease in sea life as well.
0: Well, yeah, because that's where, you know. That's their home. Sea life likes to live. Yeah, yeah. that's that's their, that's, her, that's their hangout.
1: That's their hangout. That's their protection, man. It's just like someone coming in. And like, of course, and yeah. you know, coral
0: is alive. It is. Yeah. So it's it, it plays a part. Yeah. But it's like yes, it may be. And <sighs> here's the thing that bugs me: is that the decrease in coral happens with these countries that have, they don't care about it. Mm-hmm. So they let people just go and do whatever they want. Like, why aren't they protecting it? Mm-hmm. That's the. That's what yeah. I'm. That's yeah, and the, how
1: how do you actually control countries that aren't your own? You know, that kind of gets into the. I don't. I don't want to shame them. I don't want to get too political here. You tw-
0: you tweet at them. <laughs> you tweet at them. <laughs> you put a. <laughs> you put some sort of derogatory something on one of their properties and. Say, oh, this needs to be a protected area against this particular type of thing. So we
1: gaslight them. Yes. Okay. You know, I had to Google the other day what gaslighting was. Yeah. Why don't you enlighten the listeners? It was, uh, what was
0: it? Making it seem like someone was guilty of something that they're not?
1: Yeah, something like that. We should do that to countries that fuck up the oceans. So Mexico is Except for they are guilty.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So like Mexico is a good one, right? Like Mexico has amazing coastal line. You're just mad because they swallowed your drone. <laughs> they did. Actually, I polluted it because not only did they take <laughs> my drone, but I didn't find my battery. So there's a lithium battery out there <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> that's mine.
1: Uh, but like Mexico
0: has beautiful oceans, but at the same time, Mexico also has assist, has infrastructure that's so horrible, where shop owners throw full-on garbage bags into the ocean
1: yeah that's awful man that's not good
0: right and there's tons of videos you just have to just look i mean there's tons of videos where there are dumps but it just happens to be at the base of the shore so it, there's it's the 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 surf is just taking it and
1: you know the so thing like is- i
0: understand like i don't understand why seattle banned straws okay like I mean I I don't completely get that but like cuz we're not going to make a dent in any of it. There are no US straws that are being embedded in turtle nostrils.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that Seattle banned straws. But like yeah. it's, things are a little different on the east side like you can still get plastic bags in grocery stores. Oh, we
0: well we haven't been able to do that for a couple years now.
1: Yeah, actually when I went to a grocery store over here I was like super confused about which paper bags are free or not. They're not. They're five cents. Well, there's like some bags you can are are free, but some aren't. Not here. Oh, in Seattle. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's the closer you get to Seattle, like they.
0: No, here, they here in Seattle, break there. Uh, there's no there's no plastic. butch. you know what? It's I'm perfectly okay with that because I hate plastic bags. Like one of the few things that I truly truly
1: hate. You don't have a dog. Like you want, you would want plastic bags if you had a dog. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) like
0: Lori loves plastic bags and she's probably hearing me right now and she's rolling her eyes, but she loves plastic. She loves all bags. Give her a bag and she'll love it. Plastic (laughs) canvas potato. (laughs) Like she collects bags. I'm the complete opposite. I hate them all.
1: You don't like bags? Would you rather just balance stuff in your arms? Or buy a five-cent
0: paper bag and just recycle it. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. So whenever I go to the grocery store, although granted, I don't buy our household groceries. I buy groceries for a meal. Mm -hmm. That's how I am. I'm okay spending the 15 cents on three paper bags. And then just recycling the bags afterwards, not getting another use out of them.
1: I've got this weird thing where when I go to a grocery store, I kind of like don't want to use a cart or a basket. So I'm like, I'm just going to try to fit everything in my arms. Yeah. And then at the end of it, I'm like battling or I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to hold a tequila bottle between my, uh, <laughs> my ring finger and my pinky, you know, try not no, to drop I'll, it in line. I'll use, I won't use a cart,
0: but I'll use the... Uh, the basket the basket yeah i'll use the basket yeah but again i only shop for a meal like i don't i have the absolute best wife in the whole entire world she does our household groceries Uh, whereas i just focus on a meal Mm -hmm. and then i'll just go and get the stuff for that one so actually what i should do is just move to paris Because that's how they do their grocery shopping over there.
1: Well, that just seems like a simple solution right there. It
0: is. We lived in Paris for a little bit. Really? Yeah, this was quite a few years ago. But we lived in Paris for a little bit. And uh, uh, Europeans have a refrigerator a quarter of the size of what our refrigerator is. It's super tiny.
1: Yeah, they probably don't waste as much food.
0: No, you can't have a week's worth of groceries in there. Mm Mm-hmm. And they don't have pantries. So getting
1: ingredients to cook uh, a dinner is a daily uh, activity. We need to hit them up with a Seattle-style snowpocalypse, and then they'll <laughs> get bigger refrigerators and yeah. freezers. <laughs> Where it's like, I need to buy a month's worth of beans. I was not prepared for that because the, the weather forecast did not even mention anything like that. I For a couple of days, I just lived on whey protein and eggs. And that oh, was. I bet you
0: were farting
1: like crazy. Yeah. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I don't even know why I went down that path. <laughs> and beer. Yeah. No, actually, the first time I made it to a store, it was hilarious. The first time I made it to the store, the guy was like, You're here for beer first, right? And I was like, Yes. Yep, that would we be, bought wine. Got wine. Yeah. We you guys did. actually got snow in downtown Seattle, which is real rare. <coughs> we I'm, did. I, I, I'm at 500 feet. So, like, it snowed a couple nights ago.
0: There's a 500 feet difference between here and there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Up so you in got Winnin- more like in Woodinville. Yeah, that's oh, nuts. Yeah, it snowed probably a couple feet. Not last, not a couple nights ago, but during that time, yeah. I
0: made a nice snowman. Did you? Yeah, it was a good size. It was about a six foot snowman.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since I Seattle. wore
0: shorts and a t shirt as I made it. <laughs> no, we were snowed in for a little bit. Well, anyway, what were we talking about? We were talking about aliens, but that's Talk all right. Talking about aliens, but ultimately, I'm thinking we need to come up with some uh, s- submarine mm-hmm. that can withstand those pressures. Go down, like take, because I don't think has a person gone down to the Marianas Trench.
1: Uh, I, I actually don't know the answer to I don't that. think so. I but think they we, just we, put a craft down there. We, we have had, uh, th- there's a few videos online where some people have gone down and some uh, some submarines and they've seen some crazy like bioluminescence. Right. Which is like, that like would be... A bunch be, of
0: angler type looking fish that, that's how they attract their prey because they have a little dangly thing, but it yeah. illuminates.
1: Yeah. There's just some crazy stuff that, that happens. And actually like, speaking of... But eight, here's the thing, yeah. Travis. Sure.
0: You, Elon, listen, Elon, everyone, hashtag Elon.
1: (laughs) You want Elon to go in the oceans now? You're like, forget, forget your rockets. I mean, your rockets
0: are awesome. (laughs) Like you're going to the space station. Cool. You want to go to Mars. Let's go to the Earth's
1: core. No,
0: (laughs) you are 100% guaranteed. Guaranteed. To find
1: some cool stuff in the ocean. Mm -hmm. I mean, just even shipwrecks alone. Like, you're going to find just crazy stuff about history. Actually, did you hear on Ancient Aliens, since we talked about that show? Yeah. They found, like, uh, like the world's oldest computer. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that one? That was in, like, the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, that one was, like, there's, like, gears and stuff like that, and it's, like, something that's thousands of years old. Because it calculated
0: whatever sunsets or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty interesting makes you want
0: Elon you are guaranteed to find something cool if you invest in ocean exploration.
1: Yeah. I, I wonder if he heard you say that. I hope so. We'll see when this podcast gets a little bit more reach. That's when you'll know, man, when, when Elon's like, you know what? Carlos just said I should do it. So Elon was on, uh, <laughs> uh,
0: I, w- I love YouTube. I absolutely love YouTube. Uh, and even though I'm old, I will admit that one of my favorite YouTubers is a a dude called PewDiePie. Never heard of him. He has almost 90 million YouTube subscribers. So
1: he basically just makes YouTube videos for his life. Oh,
0: for the past 10 years. That's like the dream job. No, but he is the most subscribed to YouTuber right now. Okay. And he's been so for the last seven years. Okay. Okay. He's a 27, 28-year-old Swedish dude. Who I mean he just makes fun videos, right? He like lately, all of his videos have been meme-related. But he is YouTube's most subscribed to content creator. Just one dude, one guy has almost 90 million. And when I started watching him, uh, he had like 45 million. So he's grown. He's doubled in the amount of time that I've just been watching it. Well, anyway, he was so big that he asked Elon to be on his show and there was enough community support where Elon did
1: it. Okay. I'll show it to you later. That's
0: cool. So all, all this, uh, a big chunk of what this PewDiePie guy does is, he reviews memes, so he's big on subreddit. Mm-hmm. He like you're big on subreddit,
1: just Reddit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, subreddits are like. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. He,
0: that's how much I don't know about.
1: This. No, that's all right. That's
0: fine. But So he's big on Reddit. Yeah, and he has his own subreddit, PewDiePie, and that's where he gets the bulk of his content. So he takes that content and then turns it into, uh. 12 13 minute youtube video and it gets 4 million views per sh- per video.
1: Yeah, Re- Reddit is super cool because it's like, yeah, like it. I know I know you're not the biggest fan but Well, Red- because I'm new to it. You're I should have been it.
0: doing it, you know, 5 years but ago. But
1: it's it's kind of like the birthplace for a lot of content that ends up on the internet and various places. Yeah, absolutely. You know, well, like-
0: because it's it's here's the beauty of it. It's come it's pretty much right now uncensored. Right. The problem is that you don't want these social justice warriors on there.
1: Well, so each subreddit has mods. So there are mods that are assigned to it, and the community on each subreddit can complain, like, this dude's a douche, ban his, ban him, sure. or uh, remove his comment. And right. comments can get removed and stuff. So, like, for example, like, I'm a huge... Uh, like Seattle Mariners fans, Seattle Seahawks, just all the various Seattle sports. Oh, did
0: Earl Thomas just get traded?
1: He got he signed with the Ravens. But so if you went to the Seahawks well, subreddit, you would find out instantly that that happened. You know
0: what, if I had a sound
1: <laughs> That's a good sound effect, man. Like a
0: like the 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 brakes. Sure. Oh man, I
1: need a soundboard. That I don't think you do, man. That was pretty good. <laughs> I just
0: do them myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is Russell Wilson worth thirty five million a year? Thirty five million a year? I, th- you know what? That's a tough one. No, uh, I say no. It depends on how many years and how much money is guaranteed. Because in the NFL, the money isn't guaranteed. No,
0: a big chunk of it is, is going to be guaranteed.
1: Right, right, right. Exactly. So that's 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 a huge part of the the. He's question. going to the
0: Jets. Well, he's definitely Giants. not going to
1: go to the Giants because they traded uh, Odell Beckham to the Browns. I saw that today. Yeah, and he's not... I don't think he's too happy about that. But the Browns might actually be pretty good. Wait, so, hold on. Believe it or not, the Browns might actually be pretty good next year.
0: They, they were 1-15. They, no, they,
1: they actually... So they won their first game in a long time last year, and then they went on to win more. They also tied uh, 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 several times. But the Browns, they... Uh, they might actually that division. We'll we'll see because the Steelers have lost some players, and the uh, the Ravens have picked up Earl Thomas and Mark Ingram, and they're kind of reloading. They have Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. The Seahawks actually play that division next year, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. The Jets drafted Sam Darnold uh, last year, so they kind of are married to him a little bit for for a while. Uh, I think the Seahawks uh, will okay. stick. The the, Se- the the Browns
0: were seven and eight.
1: Yeah, so that's that's a great year for them. Like they but actually bef-
0: So that is in uh 2018. Yeah. What so- were they in 2017?
1: Uh well that's gonna be a different story. So did you know that Cleveland? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and say okay. It. They were all <laughs> in sixteen. So after that season, Cleveland bar owners, they uh they uh locked up like these these uh, like refrigerators or kind of vending machines of, uh, of beer. Yeah. And then when the, the Browns actually won a game, they would unlock that thing for bar patrons just to drink for free. Nice. So when they actually won a game last year, it was like they, it was probably about as big as when the, (laughs) it wasn't as big as when the Cavs won the finals (laughs) against that great Warriors team we were talking about, but it was huge for them. And uh, I, I mean, honestly, I've always hated the Browns. I just hate their jerseys. I just hate their their whole logo and everything. I I grew up a Steeler fan and a, and a Seahawk fan, so I, I've never really liked the Browns. But uh, I know I just threw that bomb at you right there that I like the Steelers. But uh, well, you
0: like the rapist?
1: <laughs> no, I uh, part of my family <laughs> is actually from Pittsburgh, so I grew up. Uh, I grew up kind of rooting for both the Seahawks and I the like Steelers. I like Ben Roethlisberger. You do like him? Is that yeah. a joke or you do actually like no. him? No. You do like him. He's good. He's a good player, yeah. Uh, he's got some questionable life uh, choices, but he's a he's a really good player. The uh, Tomlin? Mike Tomlin, yeah. That's the dude I want to have a beer with. Yeah.
0: He looks I, like a cool dude.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd have a beer with any NFL coach. Maybe not any of them. There's been a couple dudes that have been. I don't think I would have a beer with Bill Belichick. Oh, I would love to. Really?
0: Dude. I'm the only Patriots fan in Seattle.
1: Are you? Wow. So you just said something more blasphemous than what I said about being a Steelers fan. No one knows about that. You just mentioned the team that beat the the Seahawks in the Super Bowl more recently than the Steelers. I
0: love the Patriots. I love Tom Brady. My ears are bleeding. (laughs) You didn't know this about me? I didn't know. We had a Super Bowl party, and I'm the only nutnik over there cheering. I'm sure. It was a horrible game, but it was horrible... Uh, in in uh, in the way that I like it.
1: Yeah, the last few Super Bowls, because the Patriots have been in it, I've played basketball instead.
0: Uh, when they f- played the uh, Falcons, mm-hmm. was that the one they came back?
1: That was the one where the, yeah, they came back. That was actually pretty excellent. So
0: uh, Lori and I and a, a, a friend, a couple of our friends, went to go see that at one of Seattle's, best places which is called triple door yeah i've heard of it have you been to the triple door
1: i can't remember it's a musical
0: venue so they have a lot of music a lot of shows but they play the super bowl so it was us three or four for patriots versus falcons and we're drinking we're having fun and the patriots are just getting hammered right so I'm like, oh, okay, that kind of sucks. But I'm having fun. But then when did they start turning it around? Like the third quarter, right? That first play where they start turning around, I start paying attention. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, this is getting good. But Lori and her friend, they hate the Patriots, and they wanted the other team to win. And, and I don't think anyone else there liked the Patriots either. And then I saw the other touchdown, and then the other touchdown. And then by the time it was over, only me and one other dude we're standing up just cheering like idiots at this amazing comeback yeah oh, it's one of the best games i've ever seen
1: that was a great game the super bowl this year though was one of the most forgettable sporting events ever you know what but it doesn't matter because they won yeah well for you whose fault was it i don't know i didn't really watch Wait, it but who I, did they play i don't even know they, who they, they played. they played the
0: rams yeah the rams sucked
1: yeah. Well, I'm happy with that because they're in the same division as the Seahawks. So I, I like to see them suffer. And losing the Super Bowl is kind of a death nail a lot of the times for NFL. For at teams. least three
0: years, yes.
1: They get, they get, they get, uh, there's that Super Bowl hangover. Even if you win, that's kind of tough. But... I think
0: that they're going to lose Russell Wilson.
1: See, I don't think so. I think they will hold <laughs> on to him. I, I, and here's why. Here's why I think that. Because uh, if you look at free agency right now, All the Seahawks have done is sign a kicker. They've seen a lot of their guys. Another one? They They signed a kicker today, a guy they cut in training camp last year. They signed him for four years and $15 million for a kicker. And the reason why they did that is because the last couple of years they've lost some games on missed field goals. So why sign someone that you cut already? Yeah, well, they did. They just did that. They just signed this guy. No, why? Why? Yeah, well, because they were they made a bad decision. They they gave Janikowski, uh, there was a little bit of guaranteed money in there, so they were going to keep him. With kickers, usually they, if, if, it, if it's a difference between like league minimum $700,000, usually they'll just kind of go with the guy. Because with kickers, it's kind of like, uh, I know you're not a big baseball fan, but bullpen guys in baseball are like it's just kind of random if they'll be good or not. And kickers yeah. are kind of like that year to year as well. It's kind of rare to find a super consistent. You guy. know what?
0: I say gut the Patriots team.
1: Oh, OK. So you want to rebuild now? Yeah. Including Tom Brady? Or is he yeah, just going to? Yeah, because I mean, Russell's going to go. You're talking about Seahawks or Patriots? Uh,
0: Seahawks. Seahawks.
1: Yeah, Seahawks.
0: So if you want a Super Bowl in uh, in Seattle. You're gonna to have the to gut, the Patriots, the Seahawks, correct?
1: <laughs> you keep saying the Patriots.
0: No, yeah. the if you want a championship for the Seahawks, yeah, they're gonna to have to gut the Patriots.
1: Okay, I, I now I see what you're saying, but uh, let's just make the Super Bowl first. the The Seahawks have they already uh, did. Yeah, but they're they got a whole and new then team. you know
0: then two years later they're gutted, they gutted the team.
1: Yeah, well, but that happens in the NFL. You know what the NFL stands for, right? Not for long. True. Those those players usually don't last more well, than three or four years. that's the
0: player's career, not the build the building of a team.
1: But it's really, really difficult to find a franchise quarterback. And I know that, that Russell Wilson making $35 million is a lot, but they are increasing the salary cap. And so I think the Seahawks have been lean enough with their decisions to where they can pay Russell that money. And still be able to be very competitive, but they only have a few draft picks next year, so right. it's going to be a challenge. Next year's going to be a challenge for if them. If they
0: pay Russell that, it's going to gut the rest of the team.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it, it, like I was saying, it depends That's what I'm on saying, they, it's not worth it. it, it, it you, you could trade Russell for, a, a like, a huge uh, bounty of draft picks. How many picks. times did Russell get sacked? Uh, I don't know, I'm not sure.
0: A lot. You get rid of Russell build up well, that you, defensive line you
1: do bring up a good point though because one of russell's key attributes is his elusiveness right and but that, he's, he he's, had
0: to develop that because his offensive line sucked
1: yeah yeah totally but he's also getting older now and being elusive when you're older is that takes and he's had
0: didn't he have two big injuries this year no the no ankle injuries. and the knee
1: no that was the year before well but he, he played half the year with the mega brace he, you know he actually uh he's insane Russell Wilson is insane. When he had a grade two knee sprain, his boxing sucks. He should have been well. He should have been out for six weeks, right, and not playing. But what he did is, his trainer was like, "You can't sleep a full night's sleep because of the swelling and inflammation that happens." So he woke up like every three hours to rehab it. So that dude did not get like a full night's sleep for an entire season.
0: Well, right, but he was banging what's her face. So 3 hours of sleep he's Sierra. Good. Sierra.
1: Yeah. Yeah because his yeah, first wife was dead. hooking up with Golden Tate apparently. He had a he had a first wife? You didn't know that? No. Yeah, he got in a divorce. Mm-hmm. I actually know somebody that was like I don't think Russell's going to stay. He didn't stay with his first wife, why would he stay with the Seahawks? So I mean uh, he's got a point.
0: 35 mil.
1: 35 mil is a lot, but like I was saying that 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 seems like a lot, but they're increasing the salary cap, so you got to look at it as a piece of the pie. And the Seahawks have been really lean with the way they spent their money. They have a lot of guys that are young. They're one of the youngest teams in the league, so they they can't afford to pay him that large amount of salary. It's just a matter of I don't I wouldn't sign him to a long like a super long term deal, but I would. If How he, old is he? Uh, he's around thirty, I believe. And what's the life expectancy of a, uh... a an elusive quarterback? Yeah. That is a that's another question. Someone like Tom Brady that actually stands in the pocket. He's the type of person that that can uh, play forever. So, yeah, we we shall see. So what Tom Edison Brady's ha- what forty two? Yeah, but he's got a. I I, I want to see Tom Brady's anti aging regimen because he's got some secrets that I think the rest of the world would like to know about. And he's withholding.
0: Vegan. He's vegan.
1: It's got to be more than that. He's got some, uh, he's got like backup versions of his body. And he's like got scientists that are uploading his consciousness into backup versions of his body or something. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But it'll be interesting to see how much longer Tom Brady plays. But as long as he has a good offensive line, he gets rid of the ball super quick. They just have those quick little passes. He always has really good slot receivers. And they just make it happen, and it's, like, super boring for me to watch. But you also appreciate, like, the brilliance of it as well. So, I mean, that's, you know, we were talking about basketball in the past, like watching the Spurs. Like, I have always hated watching the Spurs, but also really loved watching the Spurs because they kind of play the game the right way. Uh, But it's boring (laughs) in a way. So, I don't know. It's fundamentals. It's fundamentals, right. Right. And fundamentals are like, that's how you win. So
0: I'm looking at my monitor here. I don't know what's going on.
1: You're not sure what's going on. Maybe it's time for a break. <laughs> we haven't had a break. We haven't had a break. That's all right. <laughs> I lost. A
0: sp- uh, I fired a sponsor.
1: Oh, did you? I did. Aren't you your own sponsor? Also?
0: Oh, well, I am. I sub- I'm going to substitute myself. <laughs> okay. But I I fired a regular sponsor.
1: Oh, that's not good, man. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. We got to get you some new sponsors then.
0: (sighs) Yeah, we do. Hold on. I'm still learning how to use this too. And I like the way that we deviated from... Aliens to sports? Alpha Romeo solar
1: systems. (laughs) Yeah, Alpha Centauri? Oh, yeah. What did I say? alva romeo right whatever that's like a that's like a super good mexican boxer
0: no that is an italian car
1: oh my bad all right so yeah
0: (laughs) that's so funny you know there's no sponsors for this show i'm just no the uh i did there's no sponsors to this show but there's a spotlight explain
1: Let me paint a picture for you. Okay. While Jaime looks something up on his phone. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Holy cow. Hold on. Let me paint a picture for you. You're traveling down the road. It's raining. Okay. You're in your car. You're tired. Right? You're going cross country. Sounds awful. You missed the nearest biggest city. But you are ready to uh, just go to a hotel and get some sleep. Mm-hmm. And you come across a sign that says next exit for Hotel Storm Cove. Oh. You pull in. You see a few cars in the parking lot. All different makes and models. What do you think? Should I stay here? What's going on? Who is here? What are they doing here? Could one of them be in the middle of a murder? <laughs> Could one of them be in the middle of a kidnapping? Could one of them be using a hotel room as the location of their time travel machine?
1: That'd be cool. I'd stop You don't for know. That. I'd definitely stop him for that
0: you don't know to find out you'll need to pre-order five minutes at hotel storm cove created by Athis arts llc information in the show notes this is a multi-genre collection of short stories and flash fiction each story taking place over five minutes in a unique hotel setting
1: Remind me when is this available? Uh, in May. In May, okay. And then, which platform? Ebooks. Ebooks or hardback. Okay.
0: You'll need to click the link in the show notes to pick whichever one you want. Okay. What is special about this book is that my dear friend Ellen Many, TV personality from King Five's Evening Magazine. The most beloved Seattle TV show.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: one of her short stories will be in this book. That's so cool. So, based off of what I know about Ellen and that how she likes a combination of uh, fantasy and kind of sort of horror. I'm I don't know what it, I don't know what she wrote, but I am super uh, excited to read her contribution to this book. So the book is called uh, five minutes at hotel storm Cove. And I'll say it again. It is a multi-genre collection of short stories and flash fiction. Do you know what flash fiction is?
1: Yeah. Something that happens really
0: quick. Each story taking place over five minutes in a unique hotel setting.
1: Yeah. So you got to, establish a premise hit the story have a payoff it sounds like something that's perfect for our current society
0: but is isn't that premise just interesting it is
1: i I know if it was like a uh obviously it's a book but if it was like a tv show that i was just looking at on like netflix i would watch that instantly
0: i agree yeah and it's going to make me when we well okay i don't uh, i don't think we stay in okay that's a hotel it is going to make me look at the places we stay in a completely different light now. Like I'm, like I'm, curi- I'm gonna be curious. Yeah. How many hotels have you stayed in in the past?
1: Oh, I, few I've, months? I've, I've, I've stayed in dozens for sure.
0: Do you ever hear people banging in other rooms? I've
1: heard a lot of crazy stuff. I've heard more crazy stuff in campgrounds. That is like, talk about hearing people banging. That's. <laughs> yeah, when, when there's tents all around you, you well, just there's never like knows. a lot of wife swapping in those. Isn't there's there, and then you wake up at like five a.m. because the birds. It's just not a good night's sleep, in a, in one of those in a campground. You know like what? I'm going
0: to say this again. I because I'm I, I want to read this book, and this book is called Five Minutes at Hotel Storm Cove. It is a multi-genre collection of short stories and flash fiction with each story taking place over 5 minutes in a unique hotel setting. Mm-hmm. And my friend Ellen Many uh has contributed to this book. So click the click the link in the show notes for either the ebook and you I mean come on you can Travis, you can pre-order this book right now from her site—an ebook for four ninety-nine.
1: That's pretty cheap, man. That's like going to Jack in the Box.
0: Or you can get a paperback. You can back the paperback for sixteen ninety-nine.
1: I think I'll stick with the ebook. But yeah. That's fair. Yeah, no, it's good stuff, though. That sounds—that uh, sounds excellent.
0: I mean, uh, other than the fact that she is a just super nice and we need to support local, she's very interesting. And we need to, uh, I mean, that this whole podcast is about bringing more information to Seattle people.
1: Well, and there isn't a better show for that than Evening Magazine.
0: I mean, if you want to know where to go to eat, or where to go to get drunk uh inexpensively (laughs) because there's a contributor to evening magazine named jose and then i'm going to shout this out to south rebel pro okay my venezuelan compadre que se llama jose he's going to be on the show too oh
1: yeah what are you guys going to talk about
0: I don't know like I want to do the whole I want to do his episode in Spanish. Okay. He's Venezuelan.
1: Are you guys going to talk about alien megastructures? Oh,
0: like are there alien megastructures no, in gonna... Venezuela? Yeah. <laughs> I've been wanting to do a full Spanish show. And uh he might be You know what? I this is what I'm going to do.
1: I am going to are you going to try to book a show while in the middle of a podcast? I am. That's bold. It's a bold strategy, Cotton.
0: Hey, go for the gusto. <laughs> and I'm going to say it in Spanish. I mean, we're an hour and 25 minutes in. I think I'm safe.
1: Okay. We'll see. I don't know. We got some loyal listeners.
0: I do. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah.
1: All right. We're ready. Here we go.
0: Okay. Para mi próximo programa... El plan es de tener a alguien que pueda platicar en español y que me explique un poco más de lo que hace, de las cosas interesantes y divertidas que hace. Conozco a alguien que fue a Europa para aprender cómo navegar un barco para cruzar todo el mundo. Y si alguien así está disponible para estar en el programa, voy a querer que él se siente in el asiento de Travis, this es Travis.
1: Yeah. You want me to do that in Spanish? <laughs> me llamo Travis. Me llamo Travis. Carlos, a la izquierda de mí. Para no. poder
0: platicar conmigo. Okay.
1: Hey, I just said you were to the left of me in Spanish, so. That was very good. Yeah, that, that high school Spanish is paying off finally.
0: That was super, very good. I was
1: hoping I could bust out some Swahili tonight, but that's fine. We'll do that next. That's episode. racist. No, it's what I. I'm trained. I'm trained in Swahili, man. That was. I my, don't even know
0: what Swahili it's is. It's
1: Eastern African uh, language. How are you trained in that? Because it was the easiest foreign language to get at University of Washington in the Say short amount one of sentence time. in Swahili. Uh, Akuna matata. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but the other one, I'll say my name. Uh, Gina Lake Ni Travis. That means my name is Travis. I don't know what any of that means. Yeah. I didn't know what any of what you just said means, so we're equal now. <laughs> All right, Travis. Yeah, that's good stuff. You got
0: anything else for me? No. We went from no. planetary nebularis.
1: But we got to talk about sports, which was a lot of fun for me because We I, need
0: to do more sports.
1: Yeah. And I've got some people that want to join us with sports too. Oh, well,
0: I got another microphone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've got some some shout outs to some some friends of do you mine. You want to shout people out? Yeah, man. All right, go ahead. Shout them out. Yeah. I got uh Friend Ison's going to join us at some point. Also a friend, Christian, who wants to talk about some various theories. So, what kind of theories? You know, a lot of various the- Like anything that you could think about, like game theory. Uh, just any kind of topic that deals with a the theory.
0: You know, I'm not very smart. Mm-hmm. Did you know this about me, Travis?
1: Well, I mean, you're hiding it pretty well. You, you, you're pretty smart. No, I'm an idiot. So I've watched the,
0: uh, I've watched Mad Men in its entirety about f- three or four times. Yeah, you mentioned Mad Men last time. This last time I saw it, which was just a couple weeks ago, that I saw the last episode for the third or fourth time. I saw it. I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then you know, Netflix says what should you watch now? And then like they recommended a bunch of other shows. And then a little bit, you know, a couple days later, I was just thinking about that last episode. Have you seen it? No. (laughs) Well, anyway, so the last episode I, I kept on thinking, you know what? What if, Don, who's the main character, right? Don Draper. Okay. What if Don was smiling at the end because he thought of this? But this is after the third or fourth time I saw it. And then I'm like, you know, it ended this way. And he smiled. And then they went to this shot afterwards because he did this. Oh. So then I Googled it. Oh, my goodness. This is theory was brought up literally two seconds after that last episode ended oh cool but it took me watching the whole series (laughs) three times over the past few years yeah for my brain to say okay maybe he did this okay that's yeah, what I'm but, saying, yeah, I'm not but, that smart,
1: yeah, but that doesn't that's one one example
0: oh uh, well, uh, there's probably way more i'm i'm uh <laughs> I'm not that smart, I'm not very smart at all, I mean actually, my favorite thing is what do I know
1: i yeah, I remember that it,
0: for a second there, I'm gonna segue into the ending here, Travis, yeah, for sure, I made merch today,
1: oh yeah, I saw these, I think I might need one of these.
0: You know what, if you ordered one, that would be awesome. It's yeah? only twenty five bucks. Come on.
1: Yeah. Twenty five dollars? Who makes a shirt? Uh, do I don't know. It's a premium tee. Premium tea? Okay. Does that what's that like? Ameri- it's not glidian. Okay. Or Glidden or whatever it is. Would you be would you be mad if I took some scissors to it to make a
0: No, I don't care whatever you do to okay. it. Just pay the twenty five bucks. Okay. So we have merch. Yeah. It'll be added to this to the show notes for this show. Perfect. So there's T-shirts, there's a regular tee, a premium tee, a V-neck, and a long-sleeve tee, and a coffee mug.
1: Nice. What color are they? Black. Black. With white text. Okay. Nice.
0: So the T-shirts on the front...
1: Perfect for Seattle.
0: (laughs) Yes. The T-shirts on the front say the phrase, everyone who listens to this show knows which is hey everybody
1: close hello hello everybody everybody (laughs) my bad i can i was telling carlos i confuse it with harry (laughs) Carey. so yeah
0: (laughs) we're starting off the merch with
1: i'm new so what i
0: think (laughs) my catchphrase is which is hello everybody
1: hello everybody
0: and yeah, then the very nicely done logo on the back. So on the front, you'll have plain text that says, hello, everybody.
1: And this is a CZ Media logo. This
0: right? is, on the back, there yeah. will be a CZ Media logo. So click that link. I mean, come on, 25 bucks for a T-shirt that no one else is going to wear.
1: How do you know no one else is going to wear it, man? This thing could catch fire.
0: Well, I'm saying that very few people are going to wear I have the experience where I wear really random, unique T-shirts and they get tons of attention. I made T-shirts for my YouTube channel and I wore them until I uh, became too fat and I couldn't wear them. (laughs) But I got just tons of, I got tons of comments like, hey, where did you get that T-shirt? Oh my God. He's moving away from the microphone, not to laugh as much.
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean, anytime that you're able to make fun of yourself, there's, I feel like there's intelligence from that in, it, yeah. in and of itself, to be
0: honest. Then I'm a genius.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Then I am a genius. So I love wearing t shirts that no one else wears. You're not going to get any of these stupid stores. And then it's it's uh, you're repping a Seattle brand. Yeah. The Seattle. In my logo, I have Space Needle uh, logos, which I have the uh, uh, which I'm able to use.
1: I'm looking at the shirt you're wearing right now, and I I see Darth Vader, but what's the uh, intricate designs that make up that Darth Vader? So
0: right now I'm wearing this is one of the shirts that gets probably a ton of comments where it's a Darth Vader T-shirt, but in Dave the Dead sugar skull yeah, yeah. pattern.
1: I, I noticed that about you in in this uh, studio here is there's a lot of skulls.
0: I love skulls.
1: Yeah, I, ca- I could tell. It's also part of the CZ Media logo. It is with the with the space needle and the reflection with the of the space sungla- needle the sunglasses.
0: and the sunglasses. Yeah. I have a tattoo of uh, of a skull.
1: Do you have any? Uh, is there any place in Seattle that's your favorite place to go for Dia de los Muertos? Oh yeah, you got the tattoo of the skull right there.
0: I've got a big old skull tattoo on my left arm.
1: But did did you? Uh, is there is there a place that it, you would recommend to to anybody that would not know where to go to for Dia de los Muertos? No, no, because they we can't s- do it right. We suck here. We just don't. Do they it just right? won't do it right. Yeah,
0: just make your own. They're all just about go drink. Just they're all go. about
1: Americanizing Cinco de Mayo, and that's it, huh?
0: Well, Cinco de Mayo isn't really a thing in Mexico. No, it which isn't. Is a thing.
1: Yeah, it's totally just made up for an American yeah. September
0: yeah. 7th or I thought some, it was like September
1: 14th for Cinco de Mayo. 15.
0: No, no, no. The real Mexican
1: yeah. holiday is in September. Yeah. 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 I was going to say
0: <clears throat> like real Mexican independence is in September.
1: Yeah. Uh, so what's Cinco de Mayo? What, what What's up with that? Cinco
0: de Mayo is a much lesser known battle that took place, but it just became commercialized from the get go.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. So many things have become commercialized. Yeah.
0: Cinco de Mayo is an amazing day to go and get absolutely drunk and to go watch some really good boxing. Yeah. Because the top boxers, if they want to draw a Mexican audience, uh, they fight in May and in September.
1: Oh, crazy. So
0: if you go back uh, and look at Floyd Mayweather's Mm -hmm. last quite a few fights, they were in May or September. Because Mexicans were the biggest contributors to Floyd Mayweather's net revenue than anybody
1: else. Oh, crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See you Me- got the when it comes to boxing and, and that whole realm, that's that's the aspect of sports where you are you got the intelligence for that, man.
0: I love boxing.
1: Yeah, I can tell.
0: I love it. Uh, so go back and listen to the shows that I've done with Trish and Jen or Omar. Uh, I've done a, quite a few boxing-centric shows. Uh, but, Travis, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, it was a lot of fun again. Like, you've said so much stuff that I don't know what's going on.
1: That's all right. You can listen to the podcast again. And, I'm going to uh, have to. I've kind of learned not to uh, prepare what we're going to talk about because we go off on some And that's okay. Interesting, I, I mean, I love the fact that we talk sports today because that's one of my favorite things to talk about. So
0: I And although, although we talked about the demise of the seahawks
1: well i i don't even know if i would call that a demise i i think they are so every let's just time, say
0: if they lose russell wilson forget about them doing anything for the next five years well
1: it depends on who they would get for quarterback but I, you know what i mean everyone thought they were going to win like five games last year six games last year and they made the playoffs it was just not expected. well yeah but at so, the expense of what at the expense uh well, I I don't even know what it would be at the expense of. It, they they actually are one of the youngest teams in the league. So uh they I wouldn't rule them out. They every time people count the Seahawks out, they end up being all right. And every time people think the Mariners are gonna be good, they end up being trash. I'm so,
0: gonna stick with saying that Tom is gonna win another one next year.
1: And I would not bet against that. I just wouldn't. I mean he just it's it sucks for people that aren't you in Seattle <laughs> that want to be able to watch the NFL and hope that the it would be a Super Bowl that would have two different teams. But I can't argue against that because, I mean, I I, I kind of think that the Chiefs are going to they might have them next year with Patrick Mahomes and that team. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, Tom's
0: too dominant. Uh, at some point, though, his Gronkowski if he stays healthy. Yeah. Just the beast. He is a beast. Uh, Edelman. What's his name? Edelman. Edelman. Yeah, he's also a beast. Just, oh my goodness. How good is that guy?
1: They're, the Patriots are always able to find some white dude to put in the slot receiver. They that... don't
0: have any good black dudes.
1: Yeah. Well, the they, last they, they black some...
0: dude they had was was Randy. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Yeah, but they also get
1: some decent running backs, but they, they also have white running backs, too. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean...
0: Gronkowski. Oh, my God. I wish I looked like him.
1: Yeah, dude, that guy slays. I mean, he goes and parties. He just he just takes life by the, by the horns. And he, he just
0: seems like such a cool guy.
1: I think the thing that makes him so effective is he's just like, he doesn't let anything really bother him. Right. He's just like, I'm here to have fun. I'm here it, to play my game. It's like, and I'm going
0: to do this uh, Tide Pod commercial. Yeah. And I'm okay with it
1: yeah he just he doesn't it doesn't matter man he just he just does it he just gets it done but right. you know what we'll get you back on the nba though i'm gonna i'm gonna uh that's a tough one i'm gonna try to get back into it also i'm hoping the sonics come back i'd like to be a part of that movement if it they got if an nhl team first yeah we do have an nhl team do you know anything about hockey uh
0: no and who cares
1: i don't know i don't know jack shit about hockey and no one cares yeah, that's going to be the biggest you, bust. Really? You think so? Oh, yeah. What did, uh, When the Sounders started, did you think that was going to be a bust? Because I actually got season tickets right away for that because I needed something to fill the void of the Sonics leaving. And uh, I liked it Wait. for about four or five years, the soccer um, team.
0: So I've been to about four Sounders games. Yeah, do you like them or no? Eh, it's a, just a good time to go get...
1: Yeah, it's fun. Have a drink. Exactly. It's fun to hang out with friends. But I don't know what's going on.
0: I think soccer is horrible. There's
1: been a couple times I went to that. I was like, I just drove to downtown. I know you live down here, but I was like, I just drove to downtown Seattle. I paid $25 for parking, and I just watched a game end zero zero. Right. And then I was like, I just wasted half my Saturday.
0: Well, that's what soccer is. And then
1: they're like, no, dude, we got a point. And I'm like, we got a... Soccer is a waste of any day yeah you you might lose some fans from for saying that man like maybe two there might be two two people
0: Mm, maybe i'm okay with that (laughs) i'll take that hit well travis (laughs) thank you so much
1: okay yeah i appreciate it man it's been fun i love having i mean you're gonna come back right oh for sure absolutely What, what are we gonna talk about next time We'll we'll have to talk about that off air but uh, you know what? Maybe we should talk about it on air. What would you like to talk about? What's what's some? Uh, we could talk about supplements. That would be interesting. You know, uh, we both uh, know no, a lot about. I'm supp- going to
0: back up a little bit. I think that we both should rewatch. I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen it. We should watch the documentary called Room. What is it? Two thirty seven. I haven't seen that. No. It is the documentary. That explains how um, what's his name? Who's the guy who made the shining?
1: Oh my goodness, you're gonna make me look like an idiot. Obviously, I've heard about what the shining is. Is it Stephen King?
0: No, he wrote it.
1: Okay, well, at least I get at least half credit for that i'm gonna I'm gonna consider that a win for me. Sorry. Hold on. Yeah, Jaime. I is, should know this. Jaime I'm, is looking
0: my my horror friends are laughing at me right this second because <laughs> I don't know this. Uh Stanley Kubrick.
1: Stanley Kubrick. Man.
0: So the this documentary is about how Stanley Kubrick made the shining as a way to tell people that the moon landing was fake.
1: Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to touch on film as well because that's something that I've yeah, studied. Yeah, like so. it would
0: be cool to just like focus on a thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know if that's going to happen. We we, we have a true. tendency of... Uh,
0: that is true. That is absolutely true. You, but this, this you one know what? Do- yeah, yeah. So this one documentary is all about how NASA hired Stanley Kubrick to fake the footage for the Apollo uh, 11 moon landing. Yeah. And then... Afterward, he made The Shining that gave a ton of hints and Easter eggs where he was just unloading his guilt.
1: Interesting.
0: Like everything from the pattern of the carpet to the layout of the hotel to the art that was on the wall, how everything just basically said the moon landing was fake.
1: Well, I'll tell you this, man, as my final thought. Uh, there was a time when if somebody said that they thought the footage for the moon landing was fake, I would have been—I would have wanted to throw down. I would have been—I would have been pretty heated. Yeah, but it's like, no, I, no, I, I still my w- government landed. You know, I—I I still 100% believe we went there. And, oh, yeah. but I do not put it past them to uh, fabricate some footage to complete the story.
0: So, so let's so, do that. Yeah. So I will task you with. Going and watching this documentary, even if you have to pay three bucks to rent it on oh, Amazon.
1: No, that's fine. I can do that. I got five. And,
0: and then we'll talk about that next time. Okay. Because I've see, it. It was on uh, Netflix for a while, but I don't think it's on Netflix anymore.
1: Yeah, they they take stuff off, they put do. it they on. Put on. It, it's it's hard to keep the, track of.
0: They like bring back the dumb stuff. Yeah. It's like I don't want to see Jaws three.
1: I know. And I tried their secret menu and nothing came up. So I don't know mm, about that either. All right.
0: So we'll do that. So thank you so much, yeah. uh, Travis, for being on the show again. I'm going to say it again. Please pre-order Ellen Manny's book, five minutes at hotel storm Cove. Information will be in the show notes. Show some support for a Seattle personality, uh, that, um, you know makes art, it'll be greatly appreciated. Don't forget to like, subscribe, send us an email czmedia at, pod, at uh, gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and then more importantly, Travis, click that donate button.
1: Yes, yeah, we got to get some money flowing.
0: I need a little bit. We had uh, even Bitcoin,
1: <laughs> let's get that going. No,
0: I'll take no. Is that even a thing anymore?
1: It's it's I I'll
0: I've, take ten percent of your Bitcoin.
1: Did you have any friends that were like, you gotta get Bitcoin well, you like know,
0: 15, Oh, you know fifteen thousand? Yeah, this is like gonna be like another ten minutes, but I know <laughs> I saw the Vice uh, report on cryptocurrency like ten years ago. Uh-huh. Okay, maybe not ten years ago, but like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like I technically could have been in it. Yeah. But it just sounded so insane.
1: Yeah. It's like, I don't know how this actually is a thing. Like, okay.
0: okay. We're done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll hit that next time. We're
0: done. Yeah. <laughs> we're done, Travis. So thank you all for listening. Travis, thank you. Thank you. We'll see you. Say goodbye, Travis. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.